My next guest helps women business owners identify and eliminate the self-sabotaging language and behaviors that are stopping them from creating the most kick-ass life. Please welcome Debbie Pickus. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with the amazing Debbie. I cannot wait to interview her. Hello. Hello, Anna. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. This is a great opportunity. It's a great way to start pretty much the first week of the year. I mean, last week didn't really count, did it? (laughs) No, it didn't. (laughs) We're not counting yet. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on because I know you are the expert in eliminating the self-sabotage language and behaviors that are stopping us from truly being our most kick-ass self. And I know a lot of women entrepreneurs listening to this podcast may have some of these behaviors. So I cannot wait to dive deeper into that. But first... Please share with us your story, where you come from, and why do you do what you do? This work that I'm doing now really um, only started a few years ago. I um, I, I was always more um, I was more in the fashion industry early on mm-hmm. in my career and, and fashion merchandising, and then I was in fitness for many years, and and still still am. I, I took my fitness background and started my company, which is Team Fireball, and we started doing fitness and activity based team building events for companies. Mm. Uh, it was I love I loved the idea of business people being able to get out of their comfort zone and and do something physical activity as a bonding experience. And because of my years of teaching fitness classes, I, I'm I'm really great at if somebody's a beginner or you know they're 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 a novice or they're just uncomfortable, I'm great at making it so that everybody can feel included. Mm-hmm. That that morphed into self-defense training programs. Um just because we partnered with somebody who had a background in that I've got a fitness and martial arts background. So it was like a perfect segue for us to, to partner with him. But the thing that I found that I loved most about that was the powerful awareness, Mm. the powerful presence that, that, that was important to create in order to keep yourself safe. So a lot of the work when, when I was teaching, it was less about the self-defense moves. And it was more about how you held yourself, how you showed up, mm. how how you presented this powerful, you know, non-victim-like yeah. um, 
you know, self as you walked down the street or you walked into, and it translated that it translated into, if you had to walk into a boardroom, how you showed up and how powerful you felt and, and how you, you didn't look scared. You had confidence. What ended up happening from there is I did, I was in a a coaching program and, and a lot of the work in that coaching program was around mindset. Mm. And I, 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 thought, you know, this is a great idea because we all, <laughs> right? We all have uh, beliefs. We all, we all have limiting beliefs. We all have things we do. We all, the, the, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough, mm-hmm. you know, common thing that is in so many of our heads translates across the board. And I had an opportunity to do work around this. And then I had an opportunity to get certified in the work. And I truly wasn't planning on becoming a coach. I really just did it mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing how when I would speak or when I would do some of my seminars and I would bring that part out, people really gravitated toward it mm. and loved it. And and so, you know, another part of this, I, I will tell you, is that um, years ago, I, I was going through a very rough time financially and emotionally. I, I was... Um, I was going to lose my home that I had purchased for myself after I had gotten Mm -hmm. divorced. I had a relationship that ended. I had another business that was going down the tubes. And I found myself in a very abusive relationship where not good enough and you're a failure and all these things were the words that I would hear on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. But I wasn't speaking to somebody else. I was speaking to myself Mm. and nobody was speaking those words to me. I was speaking them to myself. And one day I had this epiphany. um, And the epiphany was that because my daughter actually just got off the phone with her at the time was about 16 years old. And I imagined myself speaking to her the way I was speaking to Mm. myself. And all of a sudden it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh my gosh. Because I could see in my mind's eye her face crumble before my very eyes if I'd spoke to her the way I spoke to myself. And so often, I know men do this as well. I typically work more mm-hmm. with women. We women will do this. We would never speak to a loved one that way. We would never speak to our kids or our relatives or our, our good friends or anybody mm-hmm. else the way we, but we allow ourselves to speak that way to ourselves. And it's just as bad. It's it's worse. It's It's completely abusive. Mm. So that, and that language is the Mm self-sabotaging language, right? Because it's like, you can't do this. You're not good enough to do this. You screwed that up. You're, you know, you're a freaking failure. You messed up everything. You shouldn't go, you know, you shouldn't try this new job. You'll never get that. I mean, you Mm -hmm. name it, right? We all know the language that Mm -hmm. we hear, but that was the beginning of me understanding that this work was very, very, very important. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that there were many of us out there that needed it because, God, we're all we're all pretty damn kick ass if you think about it, right? We really yeah, are kick ass for sure. But my God, we minimize ourselves. Yes, so much. Oh my gosh, I love this so so much. Thank you for sharing that. And I mean, where do you believe like all of these like inner critic like that self sabotage comes from? Because for me, I think it comes from like the pressure that I put on myself. But like, where do you see? it mostly coming from we all create these belief systems when we're children mm-hmm. right and and basically between the time you're born and the time you're you know anywhere from 6 to 7 years old you're recording every single situation that's happening around you mm-hmm. um 
and and it's not necessarily that somebody said to you you're not good enough, but somebody said something or did something or you heard something and we attach a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if uh, if someone said to you, "Here, let me show you a better way to do this thing," you might think, "Oh my God, I'm not doing it right." And then you mm-hmm. take, "I'm not doing it right" with you everywhere. And so, we all have, and and the, because we don't have a VCR, you know, <laughs> or a DVR where we could like go back and like, I mean, VCR. What am I? That's how old I am. But I mean, like, we, we our lives aren't, you know, we can't just rewind our life yeah. and look back and be like, oh, there's where that happened, yeah. right? It just it becomes a belief, and and the older we get, the more we solidify it. And what our minds do mm-hmm. is our minds look for evidence to support our beliefs. So mm. if you've ever heard the expression, we, we see what we believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's so, there's so much incoming. There's so many things coming at us all the time that we filter out all of it, except for the things that, that support our belief system. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we focus on. Like, Oh, there's like, it's, it's a reticular activating system, right? Mm-hmm. When, if you, if you suddenly decide you're going to buy a new car, suddenly you see that car all over the yeah, road, you know, that yeah. story, but it's not like everybody just went out and bought the car the same. <laughs> it's been there. You just have been filtering it out. Yeah. And that's what happens with these limiting beliefs. Mm. So somewhere in your upbringing, mm-hmm. there might have been a, um, you can't fail or mm-hmm. a pressure to do better yes. or, you know, some kind of thing. And I don't know what it is until, you know, we have a long conversation, (laughs) but, but truly there, there was something somewhere that, you know, if I don't, you know, if I don't do better then this thing might happen Mm. or I have to do this, otherwise this thing might happen. Mm -hmm. And when I work with clients, typically what I do is we uncover what the one or two or three or four beliefs is, Mm. but what we'll find is they're, they're, they are, um, apparent through, through pretty much all aspects of life. It comes up everywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't just come up in one place. Like you might be saying in business, I'm putting pressure on myself to do X, but there's other places in your life where you're putting pressure on yourself to do X, Mm, right? It may not be as apparent because right now you're focused on business and I'm making that up, but I'm just guessing because I know that's where I am right now. It's like focused on business, focused on this aspect of my life. And then, but I, I can look in other areas of my life and I can see the same shit. (laughs) because it's there you know (laughs) yeah that makes so much sense for sure oh my gosh yes so how do you begin to actually kick that self-sabotage to the curb and truly like silence that inner critic like like what's the first step well the first step is knowing that it's there right Mm -hmm. Uh, with anything we've got to have awareness even in self-defense we taught that like first thing is noticing that this thing is happening so when I'm working with somebody, I will kind of have them do a little assessment. We'll figure out kind of some of the places that that mm-hmm. some of these things are coming up. And then we dig a little deeper and find out what's happening underneath. So the first step is, yes, create some awareness. Second of all, it's you're going to, like I said, about suddenly I had this awareness of how I was speaking, mm, right? Yeah. Listen to the language. So uh, when I speak to a group, I will typically have them write down all, you know, thing, anything like that they might've said to themselves that day, I'm not good enough, or I never get this done on time, or I'll never lose the weight or, uh, 
God, I screwed that up again or any of the language. And I just have people become aware of the language Mm. because then you've got to look underneath and say, all right, well, what's really under this language, right? Um, So, Mm. you know, just just as a quick thing that people can do, watch your language, really pay attention. If, if you say things, when you say something to yourself that might be a little disparaging, would you say it that way to somebody you love? Mm. If you wouldn't say it to a loved one, if you wouldn't say it to a child or a spouse or a partner or a sibling or whomever, right? If you wouldn't say it to somebody else, don't say it to yourself. And I always, I use t- child because as a parent, we we want to protect our children so much we won't speak to them that way, but not everybody's got children. So you just have to think about who's somebody I love so much in this world and it would break their heart if I spoke to them that way. I'm curious to know, like, what would you say is like the key to your growth and success today? It is definitely adopting this powerful mindset and continuing to do the work. I mean, I do this work, but I have to reach out to my coaches and my mentors to keep me on track. Mm. I think that the mistake Mm -hmm. that a lot of people make is that they get to a certain level and then they think that they've got it. And you know, as well mm. as I do, we never have it. Yeah. I mean, we may, no. <laughs> well, we, we'll, no, we'll reach a new level, but with each new level comes a new challenge, a new growth, a new experience. And, and just depending on if, if we're all interested in growing in our lives and our business and our work and our relationships, whatever the thing is, you have to continue to grow yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. I heard an amazing fitness mentor say this years ago at a conference. He said, if you're not moving forward, it's not that you're staying still. You're actually losing ground and moving backwards. And that really stuck with me Mm. because we do, we, it's, it's, it's like, as you get older, you know, you lose, you lose height and, you know, you lose, you lose body mass and you lose all these things unless you're continuing to take care of yourself. And I feel it's the same Mm. thing. So um, I think the growth is that I, I do the work around this personal development and my own mindset on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. just because I work in this field doesn't mean that I don't fall down. I absolutely do. I mean, I absolutely do. Right. Because I'm a human being. And just because you do the work and you discover where these beliefs come from, you can ascend out of that, but it doesn't mean that they're never going to come back. I make a joke. I'm like, it's like a bad ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know, they, just mm-hmm. when you think you're rid of them, they text you. <laughs> and, and, and mm-hmm. so you have to decide, do mm-hmm. I want to let that bad ex-boyfriend in my life again or no? Okay. Or it's like, Hey, I see you mm-hmm. over there, but no, I, I'm not, I'm not falling mm-hmm. for that again. You know, I mean, I just, I, I love yeah. that analogy because I think so many people can understand it. And gentlemen, I know there's there's bad ex-wives and bad ex-girlfriends, so not not leaving you out, but this is my life. Um, and but yeah. but so you just you have to continually grow, continually yeah. get support. Um, you know, have your yeah. mentors, have your coaches, have your have your people that are that surround you, have your masterminds, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and your rituals and your routines mm-hmm. and all the things that help you grow and just, you know, keep growing. So important. Ugh. Okay. So I have a million dollar question. Does imposter syndrome ever go away? Anytime you're going to go to that next level of growth, anything, yes. anytime you're going to expand, anytime you're going to go somewhere new, you're, you're going to experience some discomfort, either that or you're not stretching enough. 
And I think it's natural to feel that way. I think if I also, but see, I also think that, that we don't recognize it's really hard for us to see our talents. Mm, It's hard for us to see our flaws and imperfections. It's hard for us to see our talents. What does Les Brown say? You cannot see the picture if you're in the frame. So we all have these blind spots and there's, which is why coaches and mentors and, and, and therapists and whatever other support, right. Personal Mm -hmm. trainers for your, you know, relationship coaches. I mean, it doesn't matter what the thing is. I just think that we have to, we have to find people that we trust that are truthful with us, that hold us accountable, but, you know, lovingly. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and help us grow. But I, I think that it's, again, it just depends on the level of imposter syndrome and, and what's mm-hmm. really going on underneath it. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm not a licensed therapist, so, mm-hmm. so, you know, I can't speak to that. There's people that have been through trauma and things like that. I don't, I don't speak to that. Um, but I think you can improve on everything yeah. depending on how much, uh, support and effort and and help and guidance and and you know growth that you put into it. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying all of that. I hope that was good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I I do too feel like at every level you're going to experience some of it for sure. Yeah. Some kind of yeah. There might be imposter syndrome. There might just be some some lack of confidence. Yeah. A uh, little self doubt. Can I really do this? You know, what if I fail? What if I fall on my face? I mean. I just think that's a natural human emotion and understanding where it comes from. Again, that awareness, where's this actually coming from? Oh, there's that bad boyfriend again, (laughs) you know, (laughs) got it. He texted me and I didn't see the text, but now I see it. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Right? So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast and I'm Mm -hmm. very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Just showing up as your most powerful self, right? Whatever that is. And some days you may not be feeling that way. And, and it's, it's really okay. I also think as a leader to share the vulnerabilities, share the failures. Mm. I think, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times people think that showing up as a powerful leader um, means that, that, you know, you're perfect and nobody, you don't want to, you know, nobody should see your flaws or your imperfections, Mm. or your mistakes that you've made, or, you know, your insecurity. But truly, Mm -hmm. I've learned more from a leader who, you know, is a kick-ass leader, but also shares like, no, you know, I did Mm. fail at this thing. And I did this, and I went through a rough time. Uh, And, you know, but not from a victim place, just more from a, hey, we're all human, and we all make mistakes, or we all fail, or whatever. Yeah. Anybody that's not failing isn't trying at anything. (laughs) You know, you know, (laughs) you know that. So yeah. 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 But I just think it's, it's really just, just showing up in a powerful place to support others. And, and also without arrogance, there's enough to go around. If I show up as a powerful leader, I'm not worried that somebody else is going to get something Mm. I'm not. Yeah. You know, like helping others grow, lifting others up. That's a powerful leader. Yes. Love it. So do you have any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? Um, Have fun. I mean, actually laugh, have fun, (laughs) 
take care of yourself. Um, I, I did hear something really great today and it's, it wasn't, I mean, it just, I, I had to paraphrase it on my Facebook page, but the fe- we carry around fear a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things to be afraid of right now. We're nervous about and everything else, mm-hmm. but truly it's like, if we're so fearful about what's going to happen next, we mm-hmm. aren't, we aren't enjoying what's happening now. And mm-hmm. so enjoy your life. I mean, it's, if, if I don't make my goal this year, I mean, I want to, obviously I'm going to try, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to show up powerfully, but if, if my goals don't end up being met and I'm worrying about that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to meet them anyway. Just, Mm. I don't know. It's not live in the present, but it's enjoy the present. Be grateful for the present. Look around, look around and, Mm -hmm. and you there's a lot of things out there you can't control. So don't try and yeah. control everything. You know, you set your intention, you be as powerful as you can be and, 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 and as resourceful as you can be, but yeah, enjoy what you've got going right now. I love it. I love that so much. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? They can find me on Facebook. It's Debbie, my maiden name, rapport, like you have a rapport with somebody and then it's pick us, like pick us, pick us, raise your hand, pick (laughs) us. And then um, I'm Debbie pick us on LinkedIn. Lastly, they can go to my uh, website, which is www.team.com hyphen fireball.com. I do have a special, so I just created this because I feel like at the first of the year, um, everybody's offering a lot of things that are long-term, right? It's three months or six months or a year or, you know, whatever else. So mm-hmm. I've, I created a 90 minute intensive. They're one-on-one, but it's a, it's a 90 minute mm-hmm. eliminate self-sabotage intensive. And basically a lot of the things we just talked about, uh, I will go deep uh, in a conversation and we will find out what it is that is underneath that is creating the self-sabotage. And Mm -hmm. we will, we will flip the switch on that. And then I will give them, you know, some, some follow-up work and things that they can do on a regular basis. So again, anybody interested in that would just need to number one, mention that they heard about it on this show. For sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your value, sharing your story. This was amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.